But this is a problem that I think that all of us need to be aware of. Kevin, thoughts on it? Well, the, the local, they'll give you a one-year warranty. Uh, the local home builders and smoke mm-hmm. follow up with the extended warranty beyond that. But the question here is home inspector. I know we have a, a, a gentleman for the home inspection company that supports your show. Yeah. A lot of people with new construction, they don't get them inspected. Yeah, I know. And it's amazing how many times you've got great builders, but no matter how good you are, you're going to miss something. And so I would suggest, number one, you have a home inspection, even if they suggest you don't. What builders usually do is they have a few punch list items, and that's what's called in the trade. They're deemed not to be that material. You know, you've yeah. got a couple of little pop-outs they got to come in and fix. Usually those you can close and have them take care of them afterwards. If it's anything material, which sounds like in this case, the agent should have protected them a little bit better right. by escrowing money right. to make sure those things are done. Or not closing altogether. Or not closing right. or delaying the closing until they're done. Now, sometimes in the contract, so a builder will have that you agree to close subject to minor punch list items. So you don't want to be in breach, but you need to have a realtor strongly protecting your interest. Four months without sod having closed, that's just ri- ridiculous. I'm surprised that the whoever they used as the mortgage company actually funded on this without something in place to protect him as a buyer. Uh, I agree. I, I'm, I'm surprised they did, too. And, and, you know, I hope they have owner's title insurance. It sounds like this person, this builder might be in financial trouble. He can't I, finish. I don't know. I mean, you don't yeah. know for sure. I'm just, I think... Based on what I understand, that they had uh, a loss of employees. Oh, I got you. Yeah, okay. so well, that was the problem. I don't well, think there's a I would just say problem. one thing. The, the yeah. Builders Association here locally, yeah. that's the place to go to. Yeah, I agree. The membership means everything, and they usually do a pretty good job. If that if there's a legitimate complaint, they, they make them take care of it or else they could lose their membership. Yeah. Do you see any, many people uh, not getting an owner's title on uh, new construction because they think everything is brand new and it's not going to have a lien on it and – that's, to me, even more of a reason why to get it because, you know, the concrete guy might not have been paid yet. Well, and that, that uh, sometimes happens where you buy it and you find, like, the liens start to filter in uh, exactly. afterwards. Right. And, and actually, you can ask what new construction is called enhanced title policy, which gives you some coverage if liens like that start to pop in after you, afterwards. But it's amazing, like, in 2006 and mm-hmm. seven, anybody working in this industry, you had a line of contractors lined up at every closing. Oh, yeah. Just to get paid. But people have bought new construction, and sometimes the home builder slash developer twists their arms yeah. a little bit, and you need a really strong professional realtor to protect your interest. Absolutely. And home inspectors. Absolutely. And escrow money. Don't be shy about it. Yeah, I think that's the important point. We, and again, I don't, I'm just going to blow our horn for a second, but understand that there are a lot of great agents throughout Louisville and southern Indiana. Our a suggestion would be not to close until these problems are addressed prior to or have something in writing with some strong teeth, a uh, some sort of agreement that is done by an attorney to make sure that or an escrow money right. for holding out for repairs. Well, One, and usually you do 150 percent of the expect. Yeah, right. And that way it keeps the, the builder or the contractor focused because there's such a limitation of the good subs out there right now. Yeah. If, if I have to send them back to your place, Randy's house doesn't get done. So that's what we're kind of seeing. Too. Yeah, if you're not closing, better believe that those subs are coming back your way pretty quick to make sure that that's going to happen. Yeah. And if you're just writing a piece of paper, right. there better be some some monies involved to motivate that builder, so to speak, like you're saying. And if the builder says no, it's okay to, to say, okay, we don't close until it's done. Absolutely. If you want to see what it, uh, is needed to get your home sold fast and for top dollars, send an email with the word marketing 
in the subject line to bob at com. Remember the word marketing in the subject line, bob at com. We have a 150-plus step guide to helping you get your home ready and to get it on the market sold and for more money. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Roger. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking to relocate to another city and wonder if I could uh, buy another house there before I, before I sell this one. Is there some type of loan? Ah, Randy, we were just talking about that a couple of yeah. weeks ago, right? Yes, you can do a bridge loan. Uh, which means you could have two uh, mortgages at the same time, pay interest only. There's all, all, all there's all ki- kinds of options. A lot of times people, if they have a, the down payment money, they'll just go ahead and get a regular conventional loan. So uh, it's something I would have to look at and, and get an actual, uh, take their application. The, we were also calling it a blanket loan, if I'm not mistaken. Well, right? bridge loan, blanket loan, yes. Same thing. Yes. yes. But some people, we had one just recently that they, considered a home equity line yeah. that they were taking out was the bridge loan. Oh. And the issue is you have to wait three days. Oh, yeah. Money. Oh, there's a right of rescission issue. on yeah. the loan, right? Yeah, we had one recently. On a refinance, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. sometimes take a home equity line on their current property. Yes, the for a down payment. Right, right. right. So yeah. the, and that's what I would like to – I would have to look at the whole uh, scenario the whole and, and figure it out. It's tough. It'd be really tough. All right, back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekulder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Cindy. Yeah. I'm having a problem with the house I just sold. Uh-huh. On the disclosure, I wrote that the old roof leaked, and you know it was and the repairs were made last year. We closed three months ago, and the buyer is now threatening me with a lawsuit and saying I misrepresented the problem with the roof. Do I have a problem? So the disclosure you wrote was the problem that there could be um, a discrepancy. So what's the recourse coming back on the the seller at this point, Kev? Well, you're liable for any defects to the property that you knew or reasonably should have known of that uh-huh. you're in a position to disclose. It was kind of confusing from the, the, the question that you had. Did she disclose on the seller disclosure? She did. She did. My question oh, is, if you can't see the mold and then the mold comes out, Three months later, and she didn't know about it. They didn't. The home inspector didn't uh, see any mold. Would they be able to sue them? No, everything kind of merges. They had the the ability to take a look at fully inspect the property. Other than the term is called latent defects, mm-hmm. which are defects of the house that you normally, as a buyer, wouldn't have the ability with a reasonable inspection to detect. So I think where this comes down, because this happens, I think more often than not, uh, the seller is going to sell the home. They see some, let's say it's a mold of some sort growing in a bathtub or something where there might be water. And they take bleach or something to clean it up. And then it uh, comes back. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. they didn't disclose it on the disclosure. How does a buyer prove that that's actually a pre-existing problem that the seller knew or should have known about prior to listing and selling the home? Boy, the only way to really prove those cases is where they went to a third party for consultation, uh. where they had an inspector come out or perhaps a company that does remediation. They looked at it, they looked at the estimate, decided to go with failure to disclose rather than taking care of the problem or doing it themselves. And that can be very difficult to do, to try to find the right thing. Very difficult to prove those cases. Yeah, like with a a sewer that's backed up, and then they clean it out like a rotor rooter comes, cleans it out, and then you sell the property. The problem still exists because the roots from the tree have infiltrated the, uh, the sewer, 
if the new buyer moves in and it happens again, so really the only way to determine if there was a problem pre-existing is to start calling all of the uh, the companies, plumbers that would have, might have, could have gone there, or what we've suggested in the past is call your talk to your neighbors. Hey, did you see a truck? A plumbing truck? Yeah, neighbors are great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we saw this a couple of months ago. They had this whole thing plumbing. Yeah, okay, that's the way to go. When we come back, five lawn care mistakes that could ruin your curb appeal. I know I, when I visit Greg's house, uh, his lawn is just spot on. I, you do a great job with your Thank lawn. You. But there are some others that that's are right. not so good, including mine. When we come back, <laughs> Kevin Dissler, Pitt and Bank, Frank Attorneys, is here, 895-9900. Also, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736. My son, Greg, who you can reach out on Instagram, and your handle your, you like giving out on Instagram is? company, at We Sell Louisville. There he's enough, and you can reach me anytime, 376-5483. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840, WHAS. Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long-term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt and Frank, 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information, other restrictions may apply. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help take the first step in your house hunting journey visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today here's a message from shark tank's barbara corcoran you may have seen wall street hedge fund companies advertise that they'll pay you instant cash for your home well i hope you're not considering leaving the sale of your home up to a website hi i'm barbara corcoran selling your home is easy if you hire the right agent who can give you options in louisville bob sicola can bring you an immediate cash offer he has a track record of getting sellers more money than the average agent find out what your home is really worth go to we sell louisville.com and get your home sold. News Radio 840 WHAS. Bob Sikoler, Sikoler Medic Team, Remax Properties East. In the studios with us, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736. Kevin Dissler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Son Greg was over on Instagram at We Sell Louisville. 
And you can reach me anytime, especially with our instant offer or guaranteed sell program. We list, we sell, there are never any extra fees. You can cancel at any time uh, with our guaranteed sell program or instant offer program. All right. And you can reach me at 376-5483. Okay, guys and ladies, our lawns, they're taking a beating or have taken a beating this summer. It's been hot, wet, hot, wet hot, hot sometimes, hot. and then mostly hot stuff. So let's see. How are your lawns doing? Okay? Maybe? Okay. Well, you're, you've got no. that mansion, Randy, that you've got people <laughs> mowing it every day to yeah. make sure they keep yeah. it. a staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. They're running around on golf uh-huh. carts. Yeah. All right. So here are some problems that could ruin your lawn. And the, uh, this is an eye-opener for me. What height do you cut your lawn on your lawnmower? Or in your case... You're riding. I have no super idea. Super duper deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> don't I don't cut the grass, All so right. I don't know. <laughs> How did we know? You have to ask his wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Most grasses should be cut no shorter than two and a half inches, according to Reviewed.com. Anything shorter could impede grass ability to absorb enough sunlight to thrive. I read another article just recently: three and a quarter to three and a half inches, and that will help to snuff out the weeds and at the same time gives the lawn blade some extra water retention within the blades. So think about that. Mm. And failing, speaking of water, failing to water enough, uh, re- again, review.com says that the most grasses need one to 1.5 inches of water per week. If you're just turning on your sprinkler for 10 minutes a day, the water isn't getting down to the grass's deep roots. And a lot of that water is going to evaporate before the grass has had a chance to absorb it. And this is not an endorsement from MSD. If you were paying attention recently, they just made another rate hike. Yeah. 7%. Uh, yeah, 7%. And then the wastewater was, I think, was it 7 Was it something? Whatever it is, it's going to drive some people to get separate meters, I think, for wastewater because that's, that's a did. big thing when you're doing water and grass. You're, yeah. You're not, it's, it's, why it's, are you charging me for wastewater? It's going yep. to my grass. Yep. Ridiculous. But that, you have to get a separate meter. That's know, what yeah, you spend right. more money to do that, too. Yeah. How about watering times on your lawn? How about it, guys? Do we... I do 15 minutes a sector. When? In the morning before How... the sun comes up. To minimize evaporation loss, water early in the morning before ha. it gets too hot. Ha. Water. Yeah. Avoid watering at night, and as cool water sitting on the grass overnight can increase disease. Mm-hmm. Mold. Don't... Don't rush, you know, could rush out, don't rush out and water the grass the moment the sun comes up either. According to the, uh, the article oh. we were dealing with, uh, grass grows deeper roots when it gets slightly drought. drought so, it's, yeah, the yeah. roots are trying to find the water. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, they're going to go down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't use too much fertilizer. If your grass turns brown, don't just dump a bag of fertilizer no. on it. That can waste money and hurts your plants. You likely will need less fertilizer than you think. Neutralize so. that pH. Yep, that's another thing. But gardening, also, Bob. Bob's always had tomatoes growing up. I took yeah. a, I took an interest into his garden, and I just kind of ran with it. Like tomatoes. <laughs> Applying fertilizer at the wrong time. Fertilizer will be the most beneficial for a yard in the spring and the fall. In most climates, fertilizer will help you uh, and your lawn most when it growing the most is not in the middle of the summer. Do not fertilize in the middle of the summer. Is what. They're getting it. When in doubt, there's plenty of lawn ser- care services that will that have a, a fertilizer schedule. They'll come out and knock it out for you, help yep. you spray the weeds. All right. Back to the <laughs> – yeah, anybody oh, – what, what, Kev? 
No, I was I was just considering. I was, my, I was saying on the golf courses they water in the morning. Yeah, that's the extent of my knowledge of the watering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's right. Go there. All right. <laughs> Got to learn it somewhere. We sold Melba's home about two months ago. The buyer was represented by an agent in a different brokerage, and even the buyer's agent who doesn't control who the buyer uses to get a mortgage. Randy, you probably wouldn't know that. There are some mortgage companies that are do a great job, like Swan, but there are others, like the one Melba's buyer chose, that are nightmares. They wait until the very last minute to get the information they need to close the loan. And did I tell you, wait until the last minute? Yes, did I say? How about waiting till the last second? First closing was scheduled on uh, July the 12th at 9 o'clock. And they said we had to be here at 9 o'clock because that was when they were having the closing. So we came up uh, from Tennessee uh, on Thursday, cleaned out the house with the rest of the stuff, and was ready to come to closing uh, at 9 o'clock, stayed in a hotel, spent $150 on the hotel, and got a call about 8.40. They couldn't do closing. We had to wait. They were hoping to do it at 2.15. So we hung around till 2.15. Well, until a quarter till two, and we came over here to closing, and the guy says, well, you're not going to like this, but we can't close on the house. And I said, well, when are you going to close? He says, I don't know. We'll have to contact you and let you know. This is unacceptable for folks to drive uh, from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, up to a closing, then get told at the last second twice that it's not closed. So, again, Randy, this doesn't point at you, because I'm telling you, this is not Swan Financial, but... What does the average buyer or seller do about this? What can be done to stop this type of, of ridiculousness that we're seeing with mortgage companies? You swan financial. Sincerely, it's actually getting much worse, Bob. Yeah. It sincerely is, and that's why we really focused our company on this in the last year, and we're, we're there now. And it, it, we had our moments, but not like our competitors, but, but now why, we're really there. Why is this happening? What Because what's there going is on so here? much um, – it, it, it's difficult. It's a difficult business. It looks easy. And it so takes. How do we correct it then? I, I don't want to hear you, difficult. I want to hear how do we make it work for buyers. You and really sellers? sincerely have to have great leaders of a company that understand the little tiny things make all the difference in the world. And these are you have systems and processes in place as a as a mortgage broker or mm-hmm. a lender to make sure that you you're proactive and catch things so you don't have these problems. And there's just not many companies in the United States, especially our size. That can that do it the right way. That not not consistently. They they they're just up and down. They're it's it's terrible. Is what it comes down to. Is what it really comes. Down I, to. I agree with you. And it's getting worse. Yeah. It's really because the market's so busy. So now when the market gets yeah. busy, people get sloppy. It's also the internet. You know, well, instead of using a local trusted loan officer, refer to you by the realtor. Right. You go online. You yes. see somebody offering you something that looks too big, good to be true. And you mm-hmm. always find out it's too good to be true. That's right. Day of closing. That that is correct. And you get mm-hmm. back to back, and everybody sits there in it's, the hallway. It's, all right, let's. Yes, we've talked about this enough. We're going to continue talking about it because the problem the theme keep of coming the year. Up. Yeah, no kidding. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Lula Real Estate Show, No News Radio eight forty WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Brad. How yeah, you doing? I good. called you. I don't know, maybe a year ago. Asked you a couple of questions. They were really helpful, and now I'm having a tough one. Um, so maybe you can help me out. They sold me this house. It's four bedrooms, but one bedroom doesn't even have a closet. 
So somebody told me that if it doesn't have a closet, it's not a bedroom. Yep. So did I buy a three-bedroom house or a four-bedroom house? And can I go back to the realtor and complain that or sue somebody? Now, we always want oh, to sue. Yeah, right? Who can yeah, I yeah, sue? Yeah. Anytime, are, anywhere. We're a litigious society. And so here's a couple. Let's talk about sue, suing first. Kevin, possible? Possible if they've misrepresented the number of bedrooms. But just in the back of my mind, I just realized... I think there are some exceptions, mm-hmm. like old Louisville, I think. That some you don't some in St. Matthews. In older homes yep. where they didn't necessarily have a closet with every... What is it? What's the word? The, well, the propensity of oh, homes? I knew Bob was, was going there. Yeah, I, yeah, I wanted yeah, to jump yeah, on it before he did. Pre- yeah, the yeah, propensity yeah. of homes. I don't know if it's right. I'm just... I'm good, only good copying my father's. But I think that you know, if you were sold four bedrooms, and actually based on the standards that they're in place... It was three that diminishes the value of the property that you purchased. Mm-hmm. I mean, if your marketing is four versus three, it's going to be worth less money. I'm surprised the appraiser did not catch that. Usually they do. That's and maybe he did. And he didn't see that. He didn't see that in the appraisal report. The okay. age of the home so and location. Here's the simple solution. You ready? Build a closet in the fourth bedroom that doesn't have a closet. And it may be, uh-oh, that's an alert. Is that an alert from your phone, Kevin? <laughs> Can't stop the alert, huh? <laughs> Build a closet in the um, the bedroom. Doesn't need to be a big closet. Just needs to be a closet. You can put an armoire in there, but I just say, build a closet. Costs you five hundred bucks. You got a fourth bedroom. Period. Boom. Done. End of discussion. Right? Yes. You like that? All right. Yeah. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekuller, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio eight forty WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Heather. Yeah. Um, I have a question about conventional loans. My husband and I are buying our second home. We're going to be using um, conventional financing. Yep. And I just wanted to find out what's the least amount of money I need mm-hmm. for conventional financing. So a lot of people think 20% is the least amount of money for conventional. Not true. First-time home buyer, 3%. Yep. Uh, uh, if Income restrictions, 5% for anyone. Uh, and, and also, our private mortgage insurance is so cheap on that. We, we, we've done a very good job of that as well. I know I keep promoting my company, but we really sincerely seriously have. So 5% is your minimum. So five, not 3%, 5%. No, 3% if you're a first-time first home time. buyer and you okay. have certain income restrictions right. like 75000 Got it. All right, back to the phones. One more call. Good morning, Bob Sekilder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHS. Hello. Hi, this is Priscilla. Yeah. I'm calling. I have a quick question. I am going through a messy divorce and selling property, and I do not want to be in the same room with my soon-to-be ex-husband. Uh, can you give me some suggestions on how we can handle that and if you can facilitate that or not? Thank you. This is not the first time we've heard this question, and it won't be the last. When there's a messy divorce, people don't want to be in the same room no. during it. That's okay. It comes in, you know, quite often, several times a week, actually. And we we usually bring in one party earlier in the day. And what we don't like to have, if there's any type of conflict whatsoever, where we, we have some concern about people's personal safeties, we, we may actually have one person come into a remote office of ours to sign mm-hmm. and then have the other people come yeah. in the other office. And yeah. you, can, you can never assume that people are somewhat amicable and can work together to get through this. Uh, any any hint whatsoever, you have to be cautious. And you've had some unusual, all closing <laughs> attorneys, there could be a book written about this, folks, about some of the unusual closings that have taken place. I know 
we share a mutual client <laughs> that had we won't go to that with that one. But you want to give out one? We got time for just one. Well, we had one person. He was signing off with his spouse to sell his house, assuming they're going to buy you know another house. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, another somewhat clueless closing attorney comes to the door, asking her to sign her and her mom for another house. Which, since her husband had no knowledge of this transaction, she was leaving him and taking the proceeds from this closing and running to another closing office. Whoa. So he basically was upset about this and did like three laps around the office elevator chasing after her. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, it's good to have a little bit better planning. Mm -hmm. Did he sign? Oh, yeah, we got the signature. That's <laughs> and the close. And we leave it on oh, we, we, our, our friendly police officers with the city of J-Town were uh, there to quite help. helpful. Good guys. Holy Good guys. We are out of time. Our thanks wow. to Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Thanks, Kev, for being here. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736. Thank you, Randy. Thank over you. At Swan. My son, Greg, does a great job with our marketing and photography. Thank you for being here. We Thank appreciate you. it. You can reach him over on Instagram at We Sell Louisville. And you can reach me anytime. You can see our Zillow reviews at louisvillezillow.com. You can reach me at 376-5483. We'll see you next Sunday right here on News Radio 840 WHAS.